0: These are just the top 10 things that I would do if I had to start all over again. I wasn't a podcaster. I wasn't, uh, I didn't have like real estate and all that kind of stuff. Uh, 7.45 AM, catch me on the morning meetup. Hosted by David Shane, David Shans, David Shane, David Shans, David Shands. All right, Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, man. How are we? Somebody uh, throw it in the chat. How was our weekend? One to five, one, it was shaky, baby. I'm disappointed. Five. I crushed it. I crushed it. I didn't let my feelings get in the way. I didn't let uh, uh, any emotions get in the way. I didn't let any trials and tribulations get in the way of the work that I am doing. Throw it in the chat. One through five. One through five. One or five. We got fives. We got ones. Saw so one. We're praying for you. We are praying for you. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Hey, listen, man, life is tough. Life is tough, and if you add on top of just what life does, going after something significant oh my gosh, it's um, it can be a mountain, it can be a mountain, but uh, you are going to get through this. I know you are, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're dealing with. Uh, We are going to operate in gratefulness, okay? Whatever you're dealing with, we're going to operate in gratefulness. What do you mean, David? I'll explain. Whatever it is that we're challenged with right now, I believe most of us that are complaining about it has one gotten over worse. Am I right? Throw it in the chat. Something that maybe this month or last month that you are dealing with and it seems so heavy, you can attest. Well, it doesn't feel good, but I've gotten through worse. Just throwing me in the chat. I've gotten through more I, yes, this is tough, but over my life, I mean the last 38 years of my life, um, I've gotten over, I've gotten through worse, and and uh, whatever you're going through, someone else is going through ten times worse. Now that never feel that never makes the person that's going through something feel better knowing that somebody else is going through worse. It seems kind of cliche, but my message for you is, you could be them. Someone else is going through something worse. And that's not the motivation. That's not the whole gratefulness thing I'm talking about. I'm saying you could be them. You could be going through that too, but the person that you pray to has saw it fit that you didn't, which means we should be grateful for all that we have. Imagine being grateful for the trial because you know it could be worse. Imagine being grateful for $100 because you could be, you only have $100 in your bank account, but you could be homeless. Imagine being grateful for the $100. Like, whoo! Imagine being grateful for grace. Imagine being grateful for payment plans. You ever... I had to make a payment plan on that light bill. You should be grateful for that. Yo, I was able to make a payment plan, which means our lights stay on for another two weeks before I have to pay these people. It's Life is rough, and I don't care who you are looking at that seems happy, and they seem like they've got it all together. They go through stuff too I'm telling you, they just don't put it on Instagram. Everybody. Everybody. Okay. I'm just telling you, the mind is something else. Like, the, the mind and the heart is a – it's clumsy. It's clumsy, meaning it, it falls. It just bounces around, and you just – you can't control it sometimes, but uh I'm here to tell you that uh you are gonna get through it. There are better days ahead. There are also worse days ahead. Let me just let me just prepare you for that. <laughs> there are better days ahead, but there are also worse days ahead. So I just want to prepare you for that. Life is life, and this whole book, Alchemist. Uh, It really talks through the journey and being grateful about the journey. It's all the things that we gather. We think we're going to find a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and we're spending our whole lives looking for this pot of gold because we think that when we get to this pot of gold, all of our problems are solved. When life is not about searching for a pot of gold, life is about picking up these little gold chips throughout your journey. And then one day you're going to come to an empty pot. And you're going to put all of these chips, all of these coins, all of these experiences, all of these emotions in this pot. And then you have a pot of gold, but it was all the stuff that you gathered on your way to this fictional pot. It doesn't, you don't, you don't just go through life and just find something that's amazing and it changes your life. It doesn't, Work that way. You have to create your own pot of gold. Uh, You also have to imagine that there is a rainbow and you keep looking up at the rainbow and being inspired by the beauty of the rainbow, even if it doesn't lead anywhere. Wow. I'm so thankful that I have this beautiful rainbow to look at. We create our lives. Okay. All right. So that wasn't what I was going to talk about today. The whole month, though, is going to be talking about multiple streams of income. The theme of this month is opportunity zones, opportunity zones. You know what I'm going to be doing this month? I'm going to find different people in different industries, and I'm going to bring them on the morning meetup to tell you about what it is that they do, and you possibly might do one of the things that they do. So tomorrow, I was very uh, interested. I was talking to my guy, Quay. And he was the first person to really teach me trading. Like pull up the charts on the podcast, and he's going to do a two-part series tomorrow and Wednesday on trading for dummies. How do you? How are these people making all this money from their house? And I want to know. I want to know how to read the charts. People post, you, Anybody? You ever see somebody post one of those trading charts with the reds? In the, in the greens and it's like all these weird lines that mean absolutely nothing to you and they say look at this success and you're like how do I know that's success I don't know what that means but Quay is going to explain it and some of you some of you The next two days, it might be life-changing because you might say, yo, I get it now. I understand it. This is what I want to do. I don't want to create no content. I don't want to make no videos. I'm not doing no TikTok dances. I'm going to learn this whole trading thing, and I'm going to make some money. I'm going to find some people this whole month to teach what it is that they do in hopes that it it grabs somebody and you say, yo, this is what I want to do, or you may not jump into those industries, but at least you get to meet somebody that's being successful in something. You can see their mindset and how it operates. I was talking to Quay about trading and I wasn't saying, yo, I want to be a trader. Now I do want to be a trader. I do want to learn this trading stuff. But I learned, it, it It helps me go deeper into my industry because I'm hearing different entrepreneurs doing different things. And when he starts talking about trading, I'm like, I got some bars about my own business and some realizations about my own business on how it can improve so this whole month
1: on the morning meetup and i'm
0: i'm live right now so i'm telling y'all that i'm going live today to convince you to join the morning meetup so if at the end of this call for all the people that's live uh join the morning meetup the morning we'd love to have you okay let's get into it the conversation today multiple streams of income multiple streams of income What does it mean? Throw it in the chat to you. When you hear the words, multiple streams of income, when you hear that, what what comes to mind? What do you think about? Lanes, seven streams. I make money from different things, sweet. Money from different sources, investments, good, buckets. Yes, yes. More than one way to bring in the money, Many ways to the money. Okay, I love it. I love it. So there's a couple ways we can look at it. So some people look at multiple streams of income as multiple things that bring in income, which is a good thing. So I have multiple streams of income that don't necessarily have anything to do with each other. Now, I had to build to that point. When I started, I had one stream, and I was just trying to get that stream going. My goal is to build a stream. I'd rather, and some people may not agree with this, I'm not even saying my philosophy is right or wrong, but I would rather have one stream of income than multiple trickles of income. Personally, this is personally, this is personally, and there's a whole we can have a whole debate about this. But I would rather make a half a million dollars in one business than to have five businesses that pay me a hundred thousand. I would rather make a hundred thousand dollars from one business than to have these trickles of income from than be a hustler and doing four or five things and make the same amount of money. Now, some people may say. Well, what happens if that stream of income goes away? Well, that's a very valid point. But uh, my philosophy is if I built a stream of income, a true stream of income, it's hard for it to go go away. Two, to build a stream of income, it takes incredible focus, work ethic, skill set. And if I built a million dollar stream of income, I probably have the skills to do it again. I probably have the focus and consistency to do it again. Now, some people say, yeah, I I do a bunch of things. So if this one falls, I still have this one. This one falls, I don't go homeless. I get it. There's a conversation around it. I don't have a right or wrong answer. I'm saying this is my philosophy on life. Your philosophy may be different, but I would have, I'd rather have one stream than multiple trickles. Just me okay so you create your own philosophy on life but some of us have a stream of income that can break off into other streams meaning I started with a t-shirt brand and the stream of income was t-shirts well I also added a book but the book was talking about how I built the t-shirt brand so now I have two offers to sell and what happened was people because when I wrote the book, People booked me to speak about how I built the stream of income. So it started with one stream. I built a bunch, had a whole bunch of success with t shirts. And then I wrote a book on how I built the success with t shirts. And then I had a speaking career based on the book, based on the stream of income that I built. So it kind of branched off. My advice is to build something and then build multiple streams within the thing. Okay. I don't necessarily recommend doing a whole bunch of different things at one time until you build a stream of income. Okay. So for those that aren't sure that the industry that you're in right now is the thing that you really want to do, I've got 10 businesses, 10 business ideas that I would. if I had to start all over, these are the top 10 businesses that I would start. Now, maybe my list is based on my bias, based on my own personality, based on who I am, what I like, but we'll go through it. But before we go through the top 10, I want to talk about some things you need to consider as an entrepreneur. One, are you going to do a product or service? And I'm going to need some crowd participation with this one. Would you, would you, if you're going to start all over, would you start with a product or a service, a product or a service? Would you create a product that you sell or would you create a service that you could perform? What's most comfortable for you? Product, service, service, product, service, 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 product, service, 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 product, service, 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 service product, product, product. OK, it's a good blend. Which, which one's best, services or products? Which one's best? And there is a right answer. And Vero got the right answer. It depends. <laughs> the right answer is it depends on whether you're more comfortable selling a product or a service they're both good all right you've got to identify what business is going to be good for you okay product or service okay check this out check this out here we go here we go and this is this is a this is a choice would you sell things you use or things you use up? I'll explain it. Would you sell things you use or things that you use up? Something that you use. You sell somebody a car, they use that. A washing machine, you use a washing machine. A couch, you use a couch. Something that you use up, toothpaste. Something that you use up, dish detergent. I'm I'm trying to get you thinking here something that people use I think it's a good model because if it's something that people use and it's it, it's this is a thing that a lot of people use you will always be able to make money why because you're selling something that people use people need you need couches okay and if I sell you a couch, and it's lasting the test of time, and you had a good experience, you will tell your friend, hey, you, you should go highlight at my homegirl. She's the one who sold me this couch. So, so I, this is a question. Toilet paper, something that you use up. Now, if it's something that you use up, they will come to you more often, but it's not as high ticket. So would you rather sell somebody A couch or toothpaste? Would you rather sell somebody a couch or toothpaste? Would you rather sell somebody a couch that they come to you like once every seven years, 10 years? Or would you rather sell toothpaste where they come to you once a month, depending on how big the family is? It does depend, doesn't it? Let's think about this. How much is toothpaste? $3. And let's say, let's say that the toothpaste, you have a $2 margin. Let's say, for instance, you profit $2, which means every single year, if you sell one thing of toothpaste a month, every year this customer gives you $24. Let's say we multiply that by 10 years, that's $240. Well, if we sell them a couch, we might make a commission of two grand. Now they're not going to come to us forever for another two years, but two grand ain't bad. My point is, is toothpaste three dollars? I mean, five dollars maybe. I don't. I don't. Y'all get what I'm saying though. There's not a right or wrong, but as we start defining, this is for the people who maybe don't have a business or you're thinking about starting another business. These are some questions I think I think we need to ask ourselves. There's no right or wrong answer. Okay. Do we want to go high ticket or low ticket? High ticket or low ticket? What are you thinking? Hey, we like this. We like today, man. Everybody taking the holiday off. Y'all take the holidays off. All right, that's fine. You guys will be back tomorrow. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to work just like every Monday, and I actually gave my team off, but I'm still going to work, so it'll just be me up there working. Anyway. Uh, yes. So let me ask you, do you want to go high ticket or low ticket? High ticket or low ticket? High ticket for sure. High ticket or low ticket? High ticket or low ticket? Okay, a lot of high ticketers. A lot of high ticketers. Hey, and I I feel you go high ticket, get all that money up front. Low ticket, easier to sell. There's pros and cons of both. Low ticket. Easier to sell, which means for most people, it's easier on your mental health. You ever try to sell a high ticket, two, three people say no, and you're like, man, nobody's buying this. (laughs) You thought of five people, Uh, nobody's buying it. But you just gotta go through more numbers. You have to go through more people telling you no. You have to go through more disappointment. You have to go through more anxiety. Low ticket, easier to sell. It's just, you don't make as much money as fast. These are these are good questions to ask yourself before you start a business, right? Some people just start a business because it's a good idea, but we don't consider our own personality. So which one's better? High ticket or low ticket? Which one's best to sell? High ticket or low ticket? Low? What's best? What is the best? What is the best business model? So high ticket or low ticket? Throw it in the chat. I would love to hear your answer. Definitely both a mixed. It is, I'm telling you. Now there's a personal best for you and your countenance and your patience and your, uh, you know, what what it is that you enjoy doing, but definitely a question we need to ask. Uh, Lastly, in my four questions, do you want to build a business off of you or the company? You or the company? Pros and cons of both. Pros and cons of both. Uh, You or the company? Most people say the company. However, for most of you, you guys are not building the company. You're building your brand, which builds the company. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Pros and cons of both. If you build you, you have more opportunities to make money in different ways because people have a contact, somebody they can um, connect with. They like the personality, they like your swag. They're buying because they like you, which there's a benefit. Uh, If you build a company, a lot harder build, especially these days, people wanna do business with people, however, When it's built, that thing's built, and nothing can cancel the company unless the company does something crazy. Unless the company, like people, you build a restaurant and people keep getting sick at your restaurant, then that's a challenge. A company oftentimes can't explain itself. Something goes wrong. A company can't explain itself. There was a few years ago, they did a strike at Houston's, and at Houston's, it appeared that a customer thought the server was being racist. It was a Houston's in Atlanta. And I don't eat a lot of beef, but that Hawaiian ribeye is something special. You understand me? I like Houston's, but somebody had an experience where the server was felt that they service was being racist. They all come out and they boycott the business and they said, like the manager out there and the manager didn't help because the company can't explain itself. So they just gotta take the hit. They can't say, no, that was just one person. You have an amazing Hawaiian ribeye. They look at the company, that place was shut down uh month later. So nothing wrong with building your personal brand, nothing wrong with building a faceless brand as a company but you've got to decide what you want to build. Okay. A lot of the things that I built are based on my personal brand. And I'm cool with that, except the creator's clubhouse because creator's clubhouse continues to get booked. Y'all don't see me promoting, Hey, come to the clubhouse, come to my clubhouse. I don't do that. And, uh, income is going up, man. So that's really cool. So I got a nice little blend that we're working on right now. Okay, here we go. My top ideas to start a business, if I had started all over again in 2023, if I was, at nothing and I was going to start a business and I was going to start my whole life or brand over again, I know it's going to be successful, but here's top 10 things that in my personal opinion, these will be really good to start. And they are in no other order except for number one. No special order except for number one. Number one is in a that's number one, one for sure. I wouldn't even have to think about it, okay? Y'all know what my number one is, you know, what my number one is if I had to start all over again. Figured you might say that, but actually, it's not podcasting, it's not podcasting because I believe. Uh, let me just tell you my number one. One hundred percent, I would be a videographer. I would learn photography and videography. There has been, a, there's never been a better time in American history to learn how to use a camera. Why? Because the whole world is driven off of content, and guess what? Not everybody knows how to create it. Not everybody knows how to use a camera. Here, let me give give you a little hack. You can make so much money as a videographer if you learn how to get like four or five things to work together. One is the aperture. It's a setting on your camera. The ISO, which is how much light you're letting in to your camera. ISO is too high, it gets bad. ISO too low, it's too dark. Got to find that blend. White balance. You ever see those videos where it looks kind of yellowish or bluish? You figure out how to work with the light on white balance, you're good. And the shutter speed. You And lighting. And lighting. Those five things. Aperture, ISO, white balance, shutter speed, and lighting. Hey, guys, real quick. Um, anybody that's a videographer, am I lying? These five. If you can figure out these five. These five. You ain't gotta be the best at angles. You ain't gotta be the best at uh, creativity. If you pick up a camera and learn aperture, ISO, white balance, shutter speed, and lighting, you can make money, guaranteed. Now, the reason I would be a videographer is so that one, I can start my own podcast, but two, I can shoot podcasts for everybody else because everyone wants a podcast they just don't know how to shoot it and if you know how to shoot it, you can get a job I just did this picked up a client we weren't necessarily we weren't necessarily going in this direction <laughs> but in our studio we shoot people's podcasts, right And I went and did a podcast one day and I was telling the young lady I said man it's cool. But are some adjustments that I make, just helping out. And long story short, it's like, yo, can you produce our podcast? I was like, maybe. So we went out there, set it up, shot it. She was pleased with it. Got her footage. It's amazing. And, uh, you know, she's, she said, we want to hire you as a, a producer of our podcast. So we are going to be producing her podcast. And we're going to be producing a lot more podcasts. Why? Because we know how to use a camera. Number two, okay, and this is a new thing. This is a new thing that I'm I'm strongly considering that I'm excited about that we're actually going to do. Uh, I'd open a little tax preparation business. I'd open a little tax preparation business. This is what I found out, guys. It's crazy. So I, I don't know if y'all know Aneta Powell, she came to the studio, did her interview. We're probably going to l- drop it next Monday, hopefully. And she's telling me how she helps people start their tax preparation business. And I find out now it's probably a little more intricate than this, but I find out that if you need your taxes done, let's say you got a job, you need your taxes done, you don't care where you get your taxes done because you make 30, 40,000. You want your, you like you got some kids. You want your taxes done. It doesn't matter. You're not going to hire a CPA. You're not super loyal to one person, unless you are, which is really cool. But you can come, like we could do it online. We could do it on Zoom. We could, I'd come to your house. I plug your numbers. I ask you questions. You answer the questions. I plug your numbers into a computer system and it spits out what your tax return will be. So when you go into H&R Block, Those people are not experts. Someone told them that when this person walks in here, sit them down and ask them the questions on the screen. What's your name? What's your middle name? What's your last name? What's your address? Let me see that little paper that your job gave you and plug in the information. And that's what you get. I I mean... And it says I file my own taxes not everybody wants to do that right so it might be three four five hundred dollars or whatever but you don't even have to pay for it it comes out of the return so if because we are starting this this year okay I got my wife all excited I would do that I do a little and and the time window let's say for instance let's do some let's do some math how about this how about this I remember working at the Cheesecake Factory and making a little over $30,000 a year. And one of the people, one of her students, she was so upset, she was like, yo, she did absolutely nothing that I told her to do. She said, promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets. Now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer. Okay. I'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal. In 90 days, I can teach somebody how to make a hundred thousand. All they got to do is do exactly what I say. And she's like, this one girl, she ain't do nothing. She only made 25,000 in three months pardon me, I made $30,000 and I had to work the whole year. I had to work the whole year and the whole week. I had to work the whole week and the whole year to make 30,000. And this, in in a three month period, this young lady made $25,000. I said, Oh, it's all the way up. It's all the way up. She's like, yeah, you can have thousand dollar days. It's no problem. You if, if you're charging three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, you get two people due the taxes. He said, All you gotta do, this was a secret. He said, take the flyers and pass them out in the hood. They just wanna get the taxes done. Give them some sort of incentive. I don't I don't know. I might I don't know. Like, you know, you get your taxes done and I give you, I don't know, thirty days in the morning meetup or something. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yes, going to be a cool business. I And she's like, Yo, anybody can do it if they're willing to find people that need to get their taxes done in this window and it's up, okay? Number three, number three, and this is when it stops going in order. This is just stuff that I would consider. Uh, I learned how to build websites. I learned how to build websites and funnels and stuff because people need a website and they need funnels, but the world is getting... More and more sophisticated. Yeah, web design. Yes. Uh the world is getting more and more sophisticated. And there are platforms that will build the website for you if you just put the information in and put the pictures up there. I the hardest thing about a website was the copy for me. And I was getting a website built, and I think it was like Cynthia. She's like, yo, it's going to chat chat GPT. And I was like, Oh, all right, it built out all, I copied, I looked at it, I made my little adjustments, sent it over to the website, and he was like, oh, that was perfect. I said, woo, this is crazy. And there's man plug and play uh, websites and funnels and stuff like that, because people need an online presence and they need a way to make money. Uh, Vero does a really good job. She builds Shopify pages. Who doesn't need a Shopify page? Really cool. All right, number four, I'd be a personal trader. I'd be a per. Yo, why is everybody laughing? I'm looking at y'all little boxes. First of all, Cynthia can't even breathe. She's laughing so hard. How is it so hard to believe that I'd be a personal trainer? I'm saying if I had nothing, no money or nothing, or like, there's that I'd, if I, so right now, let me give you an excuse. The reason I don't work out is because I'm busy. Okay. That's my excuse. One is that I'm busy. Two, I don't care. Three, I'm married, and my, my wife like it a little bit. You know what I mean? And four, I just, I don't care, okay? But if, if I had nothing going on, I'd be a personal trainer. Why? Because all you got to do, listen, it's not even a big science. Man, listen, okay, these trainers out here, they will tell you that they got the secret sauce, and they don't. They don't. I think the biggest I think a personal trainer can get results, which those results will trickle to more clients by helping people with their mentality and the way they think. That is the whole gist. The reason I don't go to the gym now is because something's off in my brain. No one's come along and turned the switch for me. So I'd be a trainer because I feel like. I can get people to turn this, I can turn the switch on and get people to realize how important this is. It's life or death. And I can paint this picture of how sexy you're gonna be. And I probably make so much money in the wintertime because I'd be painting this picture of the summer and all it is, who is. Who it's way, the market is huge. There's people who are out of shape, especially in America. And if I needed to make some money, these trainers, these trainers, you can make some bread. You can make some bread. Anyway, I'd be a personal trainer, okay? I thought this was a safe space. You guys, you guys. <laughs> Number five, I'd probably do something in childcare <laughs> or education. So I get so frustrated with Nyetta because she's the GOAT. And I'd be like, yo, you are sitting on a gold mine. Or childcare, car- child um, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Daycare. I'd open like a little daycare center. Because people need you. And if you could teach the kids some cool stuff, man. And it only take a couple kids. Real quick, how much do y'all pay for daycare? Just throw it in the chat real quick. How much do y'all pay for daycare? Either weekly, monthly, 1,800 a month. And it don't cost you nothing. $1,500 a month. $300 a week. I'm saying, I'm saying, let's just say, $1,200 a month? You get five kids in there? It don't cost you nothing but your time? That's like $60,000, $70,000 a year for five kids for a few hours to feed them lunch. Now, I wouldn't say this out loud, but it'd be a whole lot of cocoa melon going on. You know, ever just sit there and watch that cocoa melon and feed you breakfast, lunch, snacks, naps, and it's up. You get ten kids at twelve hundred—that's twelve grand a month. Come on, man! <laughs> oh, that cocoa melon triggered y'all, didn't it? I'm sorry I'm sorry okay and maybe if th- if this was I was, if I was gonna do this I would change my ways okay but right now <laughs> y'all gonna get this cocoa melon. hey listen if you ever hey Nell I'm telling you right now your daughter hang out if it's just me and if your daughter come to hang out with Sarai it's gonna be a whole lot of pepper pig going on you know what I mean because I'm not hey, about to play nah. it's gonna be. It's going to be a whole bunch of Gracie's Corner happening. Okay? we can do that. I can do Gracie's. I'm not about to just play with the kids all day. All right. Anyway, that's what I would do. Number six. Number six. Oh, man. I would be a relationship coach, whether I was in a relationship or not. Okay? It seems like a great business. I'd write a book. Because everybody knows what they need to do in a relationship. Well, not everybody. I would just talk about, Um, how you're dealing with imposter syndrome and I talk about how you're not prepared yet and you got to prepare your mindset and I talk about um, real cool philosophies that make people say oh that's a bar, I talk about that and um, uh, I'd help you become a better person and tell you that the more you become a better person, the better the your your husband or your wife is waiting for you to be prepared. You got to pay me to coach you to be a better person so that by the time you meet that person, you're ready. So I'd be a relationship coach, and I would write a book. Whether I was in a relationship or not, I think I know enough about relationships. I 38 years, I've been in relationships, relationships with my brother, my mom, dad people that I dated, best friends, relationships. I'd be a good relationship I think I'd be a good relationship coach. Tell people what's happened to tap into their feelings and tell people they need a therapist. That seems like the go-to. Talk about how God is preparing you for your... <laughs> I would for sure be a relationship coach. I get a little ring light and make the videos and talk about how you're not, how men should do this and women should do that. I'd be in the game. All right, uh, I would definitely write that book, okay? Uh, Number seven, I would start a moving company. (laughs) J-Star, you know every relationship code. The reason y'all in a relationship is because God's preparing you, okay? That's the go-to and I use it. All right, number seven, I start a moving company. I probably start a moving company. Why? Because I hate moving. Two, people are always moving. And I would just go to every apartment complex and pass out flyers. And I would create a relationship with the people at the front desk and give that person some incentive to pass my information along to all the people that are moving out or thinking about moving in and I would, just, I would just manual labor that joint out until I could find some other people to handle these jobs. And I started moving company. This is just stuff that I think of if I was... It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to The Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts.
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify!
0: going to start all over again okay
1: number 8
0: again no special order i would definitely learn how to trade it just seems like once they figure it out the patterns and all that kind of stuff they just they just make money man i would learn it cuz the people that are good at it always make money now you don't make money every single day but you understand these financial markets you could sit in your house and not talk to any other human beings and make some money okay so i'd start I learned training. I really want to learn training now. Number nine, I start a cleaning service. i probably start a little cleaning service. If I had to start all over, little business, cleaning service. Nothing wrong with a cleaning service. Why? Because people need cleaning services. But we have a person that comes to our house and they clean. We have a um we have a uh what is it? Um Say a person comes to my office and cleans. I start a cleaning service. You could make some money off cleaning services. I'm telling you. Okay. Uh and number 10, number 10, try to start all over. And this may not be my destination, but these things are things that I would do to get some income going immediately. Number 10, I probably start a landscaping business a landscaping business. Now, I don't really like being out in the elements, but if my family had to eat, I know I can knock on some doors and get a landscaper. Side note, is there anybody anybody in the morning meetup that lives in Atlanta that does landscaping because I need somebody for the low though, okay? Because this is a numbers game, just for the low. I need somebody to cut my, I have a commercial property. I need people to cut the lawn for. So if anybody's in the morning meetup that has a landscaping company, uh, hit me. Okay. All right. So this is, these are just the top 10 things that I would do if I had to start all over again. I wasn't a podcaster. I wasn't, uh, I didn't have like real estate and all that kind of stuff. I would be a videographer. One, I start a little tax office. I build websites, personal trainer, child care, or educator, something like that. Relationship coach, which a problem. I would, pro- I probably would go into a relationship coach. I probably would. And even if I was married, I just wouldn't tell nobody because there's a lot of people that go to relationship coaches because they want the coach, and you got you just got to pay me. Okay. And uh, I don't, yeah, it's crazy. People don't want to go to a married relationship coach. <laughs> I'm going to leave y'all relationship coaches alone because y'all going, I'm wild right now. You're right, Cynthia. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Okay. I, it's a holiday. So I kind of took off today. Uh, I started moving company. I learned how to trade a little cleaning service or something, you know what I mean? Or landscaping. Because these are things that uh that can make some money right now, just from my perspective. Hey, do me a favor. If you guys are an entrepreneur, let's make a little video, man. Throw in your stories. What will be your top 10, top five, top whatever? Make some content, man. Go live. Let's talk about it, man. So listen, I love you all. Uh it is 8:57 tomorrow and Wednesday, live on the morning meetup. So If you're on Instagram and you're watching this, join the morning meetup, the morningmeetup.com. Next two days, we got my brother Quay Trades. And if you've seen our podcast episode, he is a true teacher. And I'm going to be taking notes tomorrow because I really want to learn. I want to learn it. You know what I mean? I want to learn how to trade. I want to get in there and look at the candlesticks and,
1: you know what I mean?
0: Throw some money in there. And, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of programs where if you know how to do it, You can join the program and they're telling you what to do at the time with a master trader, which is really, really cool. So, uh, yeah, so for the next two days in Opportunity Zone this month, we are talking about Opportunity Zones. I'm just going to find people who got opportunities and maybe you'll pick one of those. Okay. so uh, I love you all. I'm going to pass it back to now. Listen, as an entrepreneur, you bet not take off. I'm not talking to the world. I'm talking to morning meetup. We're not taking off. You can take some of the day off, but not the whole day. Do some work. We're not regular. Superheroes don't take the day off, okay? I do plan on being done by like 1 or 2 o'clock today, but I got work to do. I got work to do. Go to work today. I don't care what day of the week it is. I don't care what holiday it is, okay? You deserve success, and I'm out. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're gonna like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now.